So our scripture today comes from Galatians 2.20, and I want to reiterate just briefly what it said. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. What I think this gets at is this idea that when we have a relationship with God, hopefully what happens is the things that cover up that seed of Christ within us begin to be stripped away so that others can see Christ in us. That Christ's presence begins to fill us to the extent that we are able to reflect Christ to the world. Now, we are in the midst of a uh, series this month on uh, Black History Month. And we're looking at uh, different Negro spirituals and different figures throughout history that have uh, shaped our theology and uh, understanding of uh, our faith uh, from a black perspective. And um, one of the things we did last week that uh, we're going to continue this week is learning a new song. And uh, so today we're going to learn this song, The Jesus in Me Loves the Jesus in You. And the idea of this song, I think, perfectly captures what this scripture is trying to convey. That we have a shared humanity. And it is based in the fact that each one of us has a piece of the divine within us. That each person has the ability, that not just the ability, but the intrinsic value of the image of God implanted deep within, which is how we are all able to call ourselves children of God across the globe. We are all beautifully interconnected. And hopefully, as Christians, what we can begin to do is see Christ in others, no matter how different they may be from us. So the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. Okay, so it goes like this. All right, you ready? I'm going to sing it, and you'll just repeat it back to me, okay? So it goes like this. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. You sing it one more time. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. And then you go to this. So easy. So easy, all right, so easy, so easy, so easy to love, and that's the end, all right, so easy to love, all right, so, like last week, you got to stand up, we got to get moving, I know, you're rolling your eyes, but you're never going to forget this, here we go, all right, you ready? The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. So easy, so easy, so easy to love. Let's do it one more time. Here we go. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. So easy. So easy, so easy to love. Good job. Give yourselves a hand. 
Believe it or not, I did that at the 8.30 service this morning. And, uh, yeah, they were up and moving around and, like, back, I could not believe it. They, uh, they did pretty well, but I think y'all had them just, just by a hair there. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. We have a shared humanity. See, last week we started by talking about how the kingdom of God is inclusive at its heart. There's plenty good room at the table, right? There's plenty good room. And we believe that it is our responsibility as Christians to make the ultimate nature of the kingdom of God that we know will be present in heaven where all people from all backgrounds, from all races, all nations will be represented. The beautifully diverse kingdom of God should be present on earth as it is in heaven, right? To make that happen, so that's the ideal, right? So over the next three weeks, including today, we're going to talk about how do we make that happen. And the first is recognizing our shared humanity and our responsibility to the other. And next week, we're going to talk about uh, healing, healing between relationships, broken relationships. And then lastly, how do we share this hope? How do we make this gospel spread? So today... As we talk about this idea, I want you to remember this. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. That is at the heart of this message. And there is a South African uh, philosophy that Nelson Mandela uh, used uh, throughout his campaign to uh, break the the back of apartheid and to bring racial reconciliation to the country of South Africa. And it is called Ubuntu. You say that? Ubuntu. Ubuntu is this idea that my humanity is intrinsically bound up with your humanity. That a person is a person through other persons. Another way to say it might be, I am loved, therefore I am. Instead of, I think, therefore I am, I am loved, therefore I am. Which automatically places my existence in the hands of God and others. And so when we talk about a people group or a person being dehumanized, what we're saying is we are rejecting that they are a beloved child of God. We are denying their existence. And so for us, Our responsibility is to live Ubuntu. To talk a little bit more about this idea of Ubuntu is uh, a man I'm going to show, we're going to show a video here. Um, And in this video, he talks about his experience of learning from Nelson Mandela himself about this idea of Ubuntu. So go ahead and play. When I was nine years old, President Mandela came to stay with my family. He had just been released from his 27 years of incarceration and was in a period of readjustment to his sudden global icon status. Members of his, the African National Congress thought that in the bush he would have time to rest and recuperate away from the public eye. And it's true that lions tend to be a very good deterrent 
to press and paparazzi. <laughs> but it was a defining time for me as a young boy. I would take him breakfast in bed, and then in an old tracksuit and slippers, he would go for a walk around the garden. At night, I would sit with my family around the snowy, bunny-eared TV and watch images of that same quiet man from the garden, surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people, as scenes from his release were broadcast nightly. He was bringing peace to a divided and violent South Africa, one man with an unbelievable sense of his humanity. Mandela said often that the gift of prison was the ability to go within and to think, to create in himself the things he most wanted for South Africa, peace, reconciliation, harmony. Through this act of immense open-heartedness, he was to become the embodiment of what in South Africa we call Ubuntu. Ubuntu, I am because of you. Or people are not people without other people. It's not a new idea or value, but it's one that I certainly think at these times is worth building on. In fact, it is said that in the collective consciousness of Africa, we get to experience the deepest parts of our own humanity through our interactions with others. Ubuntu is at play right now. You are holding a space for me to express the deepest truth of who I am. Without you, I'm just a guy talking to an empty room. And I spent a lot of time last week doing that. And it's, <laughs> and it's not the same as this. <laughs> if Mandela was the... So there's, there's several good things in there. It's the, the same uh, principle that he talked there right at the end is, is at play here. When we gather as believers and we hear the word read and then expounded upon, the only way that that becomes a preaching moment is by having all the people gathered together in one heart and one mind, worshiping. When we sing together, it becomes worship when we do it as a community, as a body, as a connected unit. Now, one of the things he talked about was how Nelson Mandela was a practitioner of Ubuntu, the best embodiment of Ubuntu, because throughout his years in prison, he practiced within himself peace, reconciliation, and harmony. Peace, reconciliation, and harmony. Even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, Mandela... Was practicing Ubuntu. He was recognizing his interconnectedness with the whole. Dr. Martin Luther King calls that interconnectedness a network of mutuality. And it is from this idea of our interconnectedness, from this network of mutuality, that Dr. King was able to say, because of that, an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And so we have to stand on behalf of the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized and the ostracized. We have to be reconcilers because our humanity is bound up with their humanity. And if their humanity is being damaged, 
then so is mine. We are all interdependent on one another. This makes me think of what's going on right now with baby Kai. (laughs) Kai is in this completely helpless state. He is hungry all the time and is constantly needing to be changed and bathed and all these things. Uh, That kid goes through more diapers than I think any other kid I've ever known. But if he didn't have us, he wouldn't survive. His humanity is dependent on ours. And our family, our lineage, our future, not just as our core family, but as human race is dependent on him and future generations. Our humanity is bound up in his survival. Do you see how this connects with the need of the world? We have to meet needs because the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. And if we deny that reality, then we're denying the Christ within ourselves. He, uh, he talked on the video about Nelson Mandela and his ability to embody Ubuntu. And I was racking my brain this week uh, of other people in my life who embody Ubuntu. And several people came to mind, but probably the first one that jumped into my mind was my father-in-law. My father-in-law, we call him Pops. His name's Rex, but we call him Pops. Um, lives up in Oklahoma City. And the, the prime example of his uh, ability to em- embody Ubuntu came when we had water damage in our house. Uh, we had some critters running around up in the attic that chewed through some pipes, and we woke up one morning to the sound of a waterfall coming down our like kitchen and desk area, also into the dining room, and, and then like three days later, it did it again, like in the hallway, in our bathroom, and the insurance was going to charge us two deductibles because it was two separate incidents, and we were just like, ah! help. And so, the, of course, the per, first person we called was Pops. And we said, Pops, save us. And he came down from Oklahoma City right away and then uh, immediately started tearing out walls, tearing out sheetrock, saw that there was a little bit of mold here. And we're like, oh, crud, here we go. And uh, I mean, our whole house was like torn apart and tore up carpet and all this stuff. And, uh, and then he helped us rebuild and just totally gave and gave and gave of himself and his time. Uh, went way above and beyond. And he's really good at what he does, too. So if you ever need a, need a handyman. Um, and, and you go in there today and it, you can't even tell that anything happened. Um, and that's just one example. He, he is like that constantly, always giving of himself. That is Ubuntu. And Jesus says in Matthew 25... That we practice Ubuntu when we give to the least of these. Jesus says to those on his right and on his left, when you saw me hungry and gave me something to eat, when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat, sorry. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you gave me clothing. And the people on both sides said, 
Lord, when did we, I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing you. When did we see you? And Jesus says, whenever you have done that to the least of these, you've done it to me. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. Our humanity is inextricably bound up in the humanity of the poor and needy, of all those around us, of the people that may not be quite like us. The guy in the video, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, sorry, Uh, but he goes on and tells this beautiful story that I think perfectly encapsulates Ubuntu. There, uh, he, uh, if you didn't gather it, his, um, his family lives out in the bush and they run safaris uh, in South Africa. And uh, at one point in time, this little baby elephant they noticed um, walking along had a, a misfigured back leg and caused it to kind of wobble when it walked. And they all thought, man, that poor thing is not going to last very long. There's, there's no way. Um, and they, they were kind of on this migratory path. And so uh, year after year, they kept seeing this little baby elephant grow and, um, and continue to survive and thrive. Then one day, they, um, and so they, they kind of got into this habit of looking for them and trying to keep an eye out for them. One day, they, they stumbled upon them and found them down by this river that was down the steep bank. And they were all drinking. And then when it was time to go, the mother, uh, the matriarch of the family started up the hill. And they were kind of plodded along. And the next one did and the next one did. And this little baby elephant with the disfigured leg also went up the hill. And kind of uh, stood back and got a running start and tried to make it up the hill. And got about halfway and kind of slid back down. Did it again and slid back down. Did it again and slid back down. Until finally, one of the younger, kind of teenage elephants, the last time she tried, she went up and he got behind her and pushed her the rest of the way up the hill. And beyond that, they also noticed that every time it was time to eat, they would grab branches and leaves from the tree. They would take one for themselves, they'd grab one, and then lay it on the ground for her. They'd grab one and lay it on the ground for her. They also noticed that the whole herd moved just a little bit slower than normal herds so that she could keep up. That is Ubuntu. That is caring for the least. That is caring for the poor and needy. That is what we are to embody as Christians. And I see glimpses of it here at Spring Valley at times when Betty Reichel, our board of trustees chair, sees kids from the apartment complex out in the parking lot and invites them in and introduces them to me and then they eat snack supper with us and gather around the table with us and I get to know their names. That is Ubuntu. When Bert organizes Mendelssohn's Elijah to offer the word of God in song for the whole community, not just for the sake of the music, but for the benefit of the zip code connection that builds relationships and builds infrastructure in South Dallas. That is Ubuntu. When John Tarver plays a Halloween music festival for, uh, with his organ and the whole community is here and, and, in, and hundreds are in that sanctuary, 
That is Ubuntu. When our band rehearses week after week after week and brings us into the presence of God Sunday after Sunday, that is Ubuntu. And none of them get paid, by the way. Did y'all know that? When Common Ground exits the building and travels downtown and worships with homeless people and eats at the table with them and serves alongside them, that is Ubuntu. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. We are practicing this at Spring Valley. But we can get even better. God is calling us to do and to be the hands and feet of Christ so that we'll see the Jesus in ourselves and see the Jesus in others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.